and a mouse keep running, running and 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 running, running Welcome to episode 97 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. If you remember, Brandon, when we were getting close to episode 100 over at the DC side of things, I kept hinting that it would be our last episode and it would drive Eric (laughs) nuts because he's like, why are you doing this? Why do you keep doing this? Uh, Episode 100 will not be our last episode as far as we know right now, but we're getting there very quickly. Uh, But tonight we're going to be talking two books and they're pretty big books. It's going to be Invaders and Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk will be joined by... By double a Ron, but before we get to all of that jazz let me tell you that you can find us on the internets at weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com where we have reviews for our, both of these books that we're talking about tonight you can also find us over and many many more actually we have a bunch of reviews up i still have captain marvel to do i kind of grabbed that at the last second nobody was going to do it i yeah. just haven't had the time to do that but i will get to that uh but i think we ended up having like 15 reviews or something up so there's a lot up there if you want to go over there uh you can also go and talk to us at the uh, twitters at ws marvel comics you can talk to us ask us questions make fun of brandon you know fun (laughs) things like that that's usually what goes on here for Uh, your entertainment oh yeah yeah he's there drinking it up drunk brandon over there in buffalo uh also what what's the temperature there 30 right now in the middle of summer pretty hot i wish there was i wish it was 30 to be honest with you it's supposed to be really really bad tomorrow eric didn't go to work today it killed me i i tripled the work it seemed today and in a very very hot warehouse uh and yeah he just sat at home in his air conditioning and drove me nuts but we are also uh have a a uh, patreon account it's called You can go and support us for these podcasts that we do, but also get many, many more shows, including the Weekly Spotlight, uh, which was about an hour long. It's a legit podcast, that Spotlight, I'll tell you. And it featured Loki number one and Daredevil number eight. And those were both picked by a poll by the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew. Beep, boom. So if you go over, you don't have to be a bad butt necessarily, but if you go over and sign up and support us you can get you know to listen to that and a bunch of other things me and brandon are going to be doing a couple other uh podcasts this weekend we're going to be either we're going to be probably tomorrow i think i don't know what i'm saying i'm telling you i'm falling asleep tomorrow i think (laughs) we were going to do a back issues podcast that's a punisher issue called the creep i actually think i'm going to switch it around and force you and me to do the second part of our avengers defenders war podcast and get that done first so we'll see we'll we'll talk about that but we have a bunch of podcasts uh, indie comics dc comics and marvel comics if you go over and even some other things in between so you can go over and check that out but right now we're going to get to the books that we said we were going to do and we're going to start with just me and you talking invaders number seven and invaders as you know there's been a fight there's been a fight of who gets to marry the invaders and i say that uh you know first looks go to me 
I was the first one who said I would marry Invaders. I've, and I've I settled on Savage on Avengers, that. and I'm perfectly fine yeah, with that. Yeah, you can have Savage Avengers. You can marry Savage <laughs> Avengers with your nonsense over there. It's and uh, in your honeymoon, luckily, you get to hang out in the Savage Lands. Uh, that would be quite yeah. the honeymoon for drinking, you. Drinking paps, and then, right? Yeah, drinking paps while you know Conan comes through the window and punches you in the face. That's what you get. Now <laughs> I get the invaders, <laughs> and like I would a like to say that in Buffalo. The, yeah, really, uh, the invaders. I think that the honeymoon <laughs> probably would take place in Atlantis while I'm turned yeah. into an Atlantean. Which, which I breath. don't know that I would love. Then I would end up going back in time. And during the honeymoon, I would get to fight Red Skull and have fun yeah. like that. And then out of nowhere. You'd have to sit on soggy with, couches in the meantime. Yeah, though, you know? well, I don't mind that. I, I went to West Virginia. You know, most of them were soggy <laughs> from lighter fluid before we lit them on fire. Yeah. I think that at the end of the honeymoon, out of nowhere, Conan comes through the window and punches me in the face as well. Uh, that's his thing now. That's Conan's thing, punching yeah. people in the face. He can in climb their any honeymoon. surface, so watch out. Now, yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't care. He's a barbarian. He's a thief. That That's the craziest thing. I remember I always bring this up because I used to read the Conan books. And he's, he's a barbarian, obviously. Well, then I went to play Dungeons and Dragons like the geek I was. And you would have, you know, you could be a thief. You could be a barbarian. You know, mix it. There's hardly any barbarian thieves. That That is a <laughs> oxymoron, it seems. But yet yes. that was what Conan was. And I think Savage Avengers plays that up pretty well as well. Uh, the thing is, we're going into Invasion. And before I go through the, you know, the credits and the little recap page, I will mention last issue, we were a little bit down on the book. It was a little bit of a kind of a setup issue. Uh, You know, some things were happening. We were a little confused with some of the stuff. Uh, This issue, while still not my favorite, I'm telling you, it's going to be hard to recapture just the thrills that i had in like the first three issues of this like they were some of my favorite issues that i've read in a long long time this issue gets close because this issue throws in a bunch of things like i even mentioned you even get red skull in this there's a lot of things in this that really feel like you know chip sadarsky is ramping it back up and i we were on twitter on the uh, WS Marvel Comics, and some guy was throwing shade at this book, and it was <sighs> annoying me. But I was trying to be nice, you know. I'm trying to play the game here, right. trying to be nice. And the guy's basically Make him a like, fan. Yeah, well, yeah. And he's like, "Well, it doesn't matter. This is only going to be five issues, and then we're not. We're going to find out crap." And and we were like, "No, no, it's it's going on. I'm not sure how long it is." And then Chip Zdarsky actually replied himself and said, "It's at least twelve issues, maybe more, and hopefully it will be more." And so right now, maybe there was a thing going on that he wasn't sure exactly how many issues. I don't I don't know, but this issue, like I said, it seems to ramp things up. It seems to have some fan service moments, like Red Skull, like Tony punching Cap in the face, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that I liked. I really like but in the background of all this you do see by the end that it looks like you're gonna start to have to feel a little bit upset for namor because namor is being played by his crazy machin of the mind he's being manipulated by his own mind yeah, yeah, his crazy self that is his therapeutic self that is kind of separated. And he, I mean, it, it really plays out here that we were talking before about this Machen. And I think that we, you know, I don't think we were the first to recognize it, but we were pretty close to being, you know, very quickly saying, I don't think that this guy, this Machen of the mind it's is real. real. I think yeah. that he's just thinking. And now we see once again that it's playing against 
you know, against Neymar, but probably from Neymar's own base instincts that he, the things that he might think, but not really want to act out on the, you know, some things that he, you know, in his darkest moments that he's sitting there, he thinks what he wishes he may do. Uh, but, but this Machen, he's doing it. He's completely doing it. And it, it's, it's starting to get crazy. Uh, but you also see, that the world might not be that against what he's doing, which is crazy as well. But it is Invaders number seven. It's written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Carlos Magno and Butch Geis, colors by Alex Gamieris, and letters by VCs Travis Lanham. But now the Invaders are locked in a battle with one of their own comrades, King Namor of Atlantis, driven by a, a psychic projection of Tommy Machen, his deceased friend from the war. Namor has launched several offensives on the surface world, most recently in the form of a missile, which transformed all humans in a small coastal town in Maine into water breathers, gasping to survive. Namor moved, to the, the, moved the ocean to cover the city so that its inhabitants could survive underwater, but can the damage be undone? And it starts off and this is the thing we we know for a fact that roman peterson is in on the game with with namor we've seen this from the very beginning uh we've also seen that by the end of this issue that you know he's down there he wanted to become an atlantean it's almost like namor's old uncle namor right that he's like hey i want to be like you uncle namor let's let's do this and so he has pretty much done treason against the u.s by attacking and being the scapegoat here too so he's basically saying in this through this you know announcement which is totally false and fabricated the idea of you know i wanted to do what america should have done you know my superiors they didn't want to attack attack him yeah he, he was up to this and this is all part of namor's plan to end up even as we go on as tony and cap and all they they don't want namor to be able to play the victim because they know that's his game but this sets it up just as much so you want to end up where roman's pretty much taking i mean he's if if you're an atlantean or namor you're pretty much you know man this guy's really laying it on the line like he is becoming the osama bin laden of the world right now, pretty much taking the blame for everything that happened so that Namor looks like he did not plan this. Like Namor is now the victim again. And it's, it's played out pretty well, especially since we know it's all bull crap, but you know, you go from there and then you go and end up seeing cap and he's distributing these tablets, Tony Stark tablets to the people who's yeah, basically iPad underwater. Yeah, and so they and can stay. It seems like people. it's so they can stay connected, right? They're waterproof, yeah. and so these people. Yep, that's have, what it is. Yeah. and and he's also giving other supplies, and it, it's so that these people don't start getting angry or start blaming the U.S. or blaming all this. Now, when Roman was talking, the big thing that Roman says that seems to be the trigger for these people in this village underwater now, and, and it's funny too, because as they're doing, you have some kids hanging loose. I mean, some one lady's just talking. At first, I thought the one lady was vacuuming. I'm like, why don't you vacuum on the land water, lady? But uh, they don't seem to be that upset. You know, they're just hanging. You see those, t- like a guy and a girl or maybe two girls, they're just hanging, talking underwater, talking about underwater things like shells and clams and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so t- Tony has given these pads that that Cap is giving out, which is weird because when Tony shows up in a little bit, he shows up swinging, even though yeah. this seems like it was set yeah, up I already Civil to War be like... Civil War 3 was going to happen here on yeah, the well, beaches it did. of... It, uh... it looked like that's that's kind of the fan service, but it's weird for Tony to like... It seems like Tony went to Cap, 
hey, Cap, uh, here's some supplies to give these people underwater. Here's some, you know, Tony Stark iPads, you know, the yep. Stark pads. They're waterproof. Go under. I only think that Tony's doing this so that when these people do get cured, they're hooked on the pads now, and they'll have to, and then he'll take them away, and they'll have to buy them. This is how they, he gets. They so all rich. gotta sign uh, into Tony Stark Unlimited to read oh, yeah. their comic books. Yeah, $10 so yeah, that's a the month. thing. Yeah. Yep, ten dollars a minute. <laughs> you know, Tony's crazy, but the the big thing that Roman says that's the trigger during this announcement is the fact that he says, "Listen, I, I'm I'm the blame. I ended up with this attack, but please believe me." It had to be done. Atlantis was going to attack. And why I knew this, it's because they all knew it. Everybody in Washington, all my superiors, they knew there was going to be attack and they didn't act. I acted. So when he goes down and you have Cap distributing this thing, there's a guy who looks like he might be the envoy for this, you know, this town. Maybe he was the mayor at some point. I don't know. It looks like he's in an underwater hoodie. It's very odd look. But he's like, hey, by the way. Did you guys know of this attack? Did you know that this was going to happen? And, you know, and you have Cap explain. And and even it goes further when he's even talking with, uh, you know, Iron Man and stuff like this. Because we know that Cap, yes, he knew that Namor was working on something. He knew that Namor might have bad intentions. But he's been the one to say, listen, just let me talk to him. Let me talk to him. And it, it, he took too long. It, he really did. But he says here... Yeah. We didn't know that you guys were the target. We didn't know that he was actually going to yeah. attack. We didn't know when we it knew was there was happen. a weapon. Yeah, yeah, we knew there was a weapon, but we didn't think he was going to attack. And the problem is that is kind of a lie because Cap thought that. Cap was the one who kept saying, let me talk to him, Tony. Let me. And it's very, very Civil War, Ultron-esque. You know, all these things rolled up into one with the idea of Cap and Iron Man being against each other. And Iron Man was right. There was no real talking. And again, though, when we get to it near the end, it may not totally be Namor's fault. He's a little wacko, but he's still wet. They should have re- they <laughs> should have reacted. Personality's fault, not necessarily yeah. Namor's. Yeah, and and the problem is, is that Cap Namor's his good friend. He may have been, you know, his, his, he's kind of clouded in his decision making, but he didn't know how far gone Namor was. Uh, also, and also one of the big things as well is not just that it's not cut and dry that way fully. It's the idea that. Tony wanted to go in and just pretty much destroy Namor. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. it didn't seem here. He kind he of backs off a little. First and, and not be yeah, and he wanted to act first and he wanted to act hard. He, you know, Tony wanted to go in and pretty much I'm going to arrest Namor. I'm going to get him. I'm going to take him by force. And Cap really didn't want that. He thought that Namor deserved better and give me, you know, hey. And it's funny, too. It's almost like Cap keeps saying to Tony, like, hey, you know, we've been together you know, Avengers, all this other things for so long. You owe me the opportunity to do this. I think that from now on, Tony should never owe him anything or vice versa. <laughs> they they yeah. just, they're, they're against anything that they do. Any Anything that comes down to, if you want to do it one way or the other, they're always on opposite sides. I think that that would yeah, be pretty much. Uh, where I would go. If we ended up having a big event, Civil War Three or say, you know, something like that. I hope that, the, that Tony and Cap are on this, the same side the whole time but once, they're, they're yeah. the only two that are together but yeah so the, the people down in this village that's underwater they're, they're pretty you know they're pretty mad they're pretty upset that they're left like this thinking that the u.s government could have avoided it again part of namor's plan part of roman's plan part of machin's plan is all this thing because where 
you have to pull it back too. One of the big ideas of this plan of Namor's and one of the big things of this weapon was the idea there was nobody left in Atlantis. So he's trying to replenish Atlantis. This may not be the best way to force your hand by making a village. Yeah. You know, it's almost a like a bunch of miserable you know, people uh, are thrust yeah, upon your I mean, city I'm all telling of a sudden. We we want people to read Marvel comics for this podcast, right? So a lot of people like DC comics. So I think my plan, Machen told me this too, by the way, in my head. I don't know. You realize I'm crazy. Uh, <laughs> told me to go to people's houses and if they have DC comics to burn them. That will make the Marvel fans, right? If we yeah. get rid of the DC oh, yeah. comics in their house. Don't give them a choice. And maybe I won't even burn them. What I'll do is I'll grab them and then I'll sell them on eBay like you do. Yeah. Your, your DC or, comics or just all tell up on them eBay. Dan DiDio's going to write every title from here on out. Yeah, I don't know. The one guy <laughs> on Twitter was telling me that Dan DiDio on a metal man, that's pure fire. Did you see yeah. that little uh, back and forth? And I sent him the no. uh, dumpster fire gif. I'm like, yeah, it's fire. And, and yeah, then the guy blocked me. Right. That's what happens. I always, I always end up getting blocked. I, it only, I, I want to play the game. You used to have name that tune. And name that tune was the I'll Know That Song in two notes. And they're yeah. like, doom, doom. And the, oh, that's Let It Be. Yeah. And I want to have a new game. It's called Blocked. And I want to see how quick <laughs> how people many words? get blocked. Yeah. yeah, how many tweets will get you blocked? Usually, it takes me two, and, had, and I don't it curse. Had to be I either uh, a ghost account of Dan DiDio's or a relative, because there's no yeah, Dan DiDio yeah. fans out there. Oh, that I know. I, know. I, I actually <laughs> said after he blocked me, then some other people were like, "Man, that was quick." So I said, "I think I got blocked," and then I said, I, "I've never seen the supporter of Dan DiDio in my life." Finally, we yeah. found the one guy, <laughs> yeah, and then it, it seemed like, and then I thought to myself, out there. "Yeah, I thought to myself, like maybe Dan DiDio, the writer." is supported but dan didio the executive the head yeah. of the that's who he doesn't easy. like yeah people hate that i they don't can know. distinguish yeah, i think i just sit there and somebody writes out like hey i love jim zub comics and i think you know what i think i can be blocked in two tweets and then i go <laughs> to it i win prizes yeah, yeah al ewing is great to people on twitter I think I can get blocked in one tweet. There, oh, there yeah. you go. I think it's a new game show that we've come up with. But yeah, Cap goes away and, uh, you know, that the, the guy goes away as well. But he goes up and he goes to the surface and, you know, there's Tony Stark. And it's like I said, it's funny to go where I want to know where Tony and I don't think Tony specifically did it right away. But Tony's like, hey, Cap, I got these, you know, Stark pads got all these supplies take them down to those people you know what good you're a good guy all right he goes down comes up and then tony socks him right in the face and yeah, yeah. you have he he's full uh, out too. i didn't bring my underwater suit you take care of this part cap yeah yeah and thanks a lot cap you're a good guy and then just starts punching when he comes up and actually calls him an apple pie eating moron uh says we could have stopped it again it seems like that announcement from roman is what has triggered tony as well but in one of the better sequences, and I'll say I, some of the art, the scene, I think the art could have been better. This scene between Cap and Tony. Tony looks crazy. I know it's like the crazy, you know, wigged out Tony. Tony. <laughs> he, he looks at just that he's mad. It just it looks weird. But while he's beating up Cap, all of a sudden a gun pops up. It's Bucky. And Bucky's like, you're going to chill out. You better stop punching him. And he's like, stop punching the centenarian. And I love the idea where you think that Tony's just going to kind of back off. He doesn't. He he sets off his, you know, his uh, propulsion system out of his feet. 
to go backwards to knock uh, freaking uh, Bucky down. And then they yeah. just have these things where they're going to go at it as well. Then Bucky starts saying like, you know, what's going on? You know, remind me again what happened when you did go after Atlantis, which caused a lot of trouble. So all this is going on. But again, it's showing that. Namor is ripping them apart. They, you know, our heroes, uh, Avengers, right here, they are getting. You know, they're they're going at each other. It is like you said. I think it's Civil War Seven. We've skipped a couple to get to this. Yeah. One. Um. But yeah, it's, he it's, says, "I'm going." It's Cap yeah, versus he, uh, Iron Man. The rematch this time. Yeah, like and Rocky, he says, "I'm know, going four. off." I, yeah, I'm going off to find Namor, and I'm going to make him pay. And that's where, you know, Cap says, listen, they're U.S. citizens in Atlantis now. Please don't attack. And Tony says, I'm a realist, not a monster. You're confusing me with some of your buddies, meaning Namor and, and whatnot, right. maybe even Bucky at this point. But, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. But then Cap has to say, you know, Namor has to pay. He's right. You know, he's right about one thing that he has to pay. But then you, you do some political work. Then you go to the United Nations and you see that they do have the Atlanteans there in the United Nations. You also have Latveria, who's on the side of the Atlanteans, I think, just to screw around with the Russians. And the Russians are mad. And the Russians want to act now. The Russians are basically saying, you know, hey, you know what? He, they attacked the U.S., but worse, I think they're going to attack Russia. We do find out later that one of the Russian towns actually give themselves up to all of this and become Atlanteans as well. So you have people around the world who are deciding that they'd rather live under the ocean, things like that. Uh, but yeah, you even have uh, Bucky get a call from Sandy and they're trying to trace things, trying to figure out. And then it says, you know, Namor need to meet, you know, we need to be quiet. So you're going to see how that works out. Um, but you do go back in a flashback, which we've had in this book. And this one is, you know, the invaders, they're going into a lab and they find that Red Skull has been making abominations. And this <laughs> is where it does come up because you have Toro, you, you have Spitfire. All these are, are captured and they're kind of doing experiments on them. Uh, but with this, this is something later that it seems that Namor even remembers because Namor gets really fired up and he wants to kill Red Skull for what he did. And even Red Skull's like, you know, this is what we're doing. We're making things, you know, the best of the world based on you and all these things. And it does seem like Namor remembers this and, and now realizes, boy, I might be stepping over the, you know, yeah. the boundaries here of what I'm doing until Machen kind of, you know, well, gets it's, involved. It's the first and moment in the story that we really identify that he recognizes he's he's just doing horrible things. Yeah. But, yeah. but Machen, you and, know, basically talks him back down to yeah, what he wants him to be Yeah, Machen always talks him back, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is where you get the, the uh, Roman shows up in Atlantis. He tells Neymar, oh, this is the best. This is the best thing ever. Thank you. Uh, I always wanted to do this. And by the way, you know, we have a bunch of other people here. There's a whole town that in Russia that was transformed, they want it to be. They, you know, they are here. They want to be Atlanteans. And there's Namor. And Namor is not getting excited. You know what I mean? Yeah. At this point. Because well, he doesn't remember I, I, commanding this attack. Yeah. And that's the attack. They they turn these Russians in. Now the Russians all seem what he's being told are all supposed to be, hey, they all wanted to. They all wanted to do this. And there's where Namor looks, and these people don't look that excited. They look yeah, scared. No. <laughs> they look upset. And yeah, and that's where like 
I never gave this order. I never authorized this test. Now, the test was a complete success. They said there were no casualties. It worked out great. He's confused. He's like, I don't remember this. He's like, what are you talking about? You gave the order three days ago to our military. Do you not? And he's going to say, do you not remember? He says it then. And that's where Namor's like, what the hell is going on? You know, yeah. this is that Machen again. Holy He's macro. starting to overstep his deal because he already told him, you can't do this. You can't. I need to be in control of everything that goes on. Uh, and we're going to go from there. Now, in this here, you do have a, a really quick deal where you do have Tony working on Jim Hammond. Yeah, it's like a little upgrading him. Yeah, yeah, he almost up, looks too much odd. like Iron Man now. I don't like yeah, his he look. He does look like Iron Man. And, and so you're having this happen. And what I, I think is a little odd here is because you have Tony working on Jim Hammond, and we find out he is upgrading him. He's giving him almost his own Iron Man type suit. But while this is going on, Toro shows up. Toro shows up and starts, and it's, you know, Tom Raymond Toro. And he's like, what have you done with Jim? I'm like, how did he ever know about this? Like, we did, there was nothing set up of Jim Hammond no. going to the press like, hey, by the way, I'm going to go get an upgrade. I'll be back. Yeah, Jim Toro Hammond 2.0 coming at you. was only in the flashbacks too, wasn't Yeah, and he? we had just, that's, yeah. Toro just was kind of reintroduced in those flashbacks. He was captured by Red Skull. They went in and saved him and Spitfire when they raided Red Skull's lab and took Red Skull away. And again, that was the other thing in that flashback was when Namor went to kill Red Skull, I mean, he wanted to kill him for the abominations. That ended up looking a little like Predators. He's yeah. like, I'm going to kill him. That's where yeah, it was, Cap, the, it was again, kind of the cliche superhero argument between each other, the one that wants to kill and the one that yeah. wants to well, see Well, it's the same thing justice. that Tony and him have been fighting. So you yeah. ended up having Cap. At least you saw, and I think one of the reasons they had that was to show Cap's consistent. He's always that guy. Oh, yeah. He's always the guy yeah, that he's justice never gonna has to prevail. That, you know, we're not going to like kill people. He's a lot people, like Spider-Man but, in that one regard. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You, you have to go through the system, things like that. Well, we see here that what's been going on, what happened, the thing with Roman and all, must have triggered Jim Hammond. And he's going to get this Tony Stark, like you said. It's the human torch upgrade suit type deal. It's pretty crazy. I just don't know what the deal was. Toro just showing up out of nowhere here and saying, what have you done with Jim? And, you know, they're yeah. there. Bethany's there. She's got the gun pointed. They're saying, you know, stop, you know stop right now and he's like you know he was retired and then you and your pals drag him into this and he's like no 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 i didn't do any of this i have nothing to do with this i'm helping him now but it's your invaders buddy that did this and you know toro's just like leave him alone and that's what you know jim needs you to leave him alone and you know you have human torch come out and say no what jim needs is namor so he's fully triggered i mean it's coming to the point where you're going to have even even cap said namor's got to pay we're getting to the point where namor's going to be in big big trouble because he does not have that many people supporting him or helping him no. you know and, and then like i said you go you see how namor was saved by cap and that's the whole deal where they're taking him away and he wants to kill him and that's where Cap says to Neymar, no, 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 you know, if we kill these, and this is the big cliche, like you said, if we kill the bad guys, we're no better than them. I've heard this so many times. I mean, really, look the other way, Cap. Let let Red Skull die. It would kind of take care of a lot of troubles that happen down the line, yeah. right? Yeah, it no, it always does. But yeah, and the, the issue pretty much ends back with Namor. He's upset. 
He's sitting on his, you know, his big shell throne and, you know, the, you know, talking possibly to this big octopus that is going by. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you have Machen come and say, you know, hey, what's going on? You know, I, I know I did some things that you're not aware of, but, you know, we, we do this. We have a common goal. Neymar, this is the first we've seen him kind of pull against, you know, the deal. And he calls him a liar. He, uh, he says, you said, ne- I told you never again. You, you would not go and keep me in the dark. This is nonsense. Machen keeps yep. saying, oh, come on. You you got other things to worry about. Yeah. You know, while you're doing that, I'm Pulling just taking care of- the abusive spouse card here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, you know, we do well together and, you know, that. But there was this <laughs> expedition going on and they end up finding this deal. And the whole deal was they ended up finding this serpent crown that goes on. And this was the crown that made him an amnesiac. It, it pretty much looks like it makes him into a Medusa. Is how yeah, it I thought that's looked. what it was going to. He's going to turn everyone yeah. to stone. And he's like, listen, you know, Destine once used it to make you an amnesiac, but you can use it to command others to ward off your the telepathic interference. And he's like, now you're my friend, my lord, you know. I'm your greatest ally. I trust me, please. We're invincible. And then Neymar starts laughing. And I can only think that maybe this is like the last straw of now Neymar's not going to have any way to fight back at all. Yeah. You know, that this is more of, I, I don't know why Neymar would listen to this after what they were yelling about. I'd probably check into this a little better. Uh, but yeah, right now he's, you know, super Namor as far as we can see that now he can control people more, things like that. So we, yeah, he can't, we shall like see. nobody that's a telepath can, can get to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Then we go off. Uh, did you read that last page? Cause I, I only saw it while we're talking here. Yeah. With all I, the I glanced at it. It's, it's just a carnage. One of those one. And it's all the, things. it's all the animals, including what probably, yeah. you know, we saw Coming that rat kicked out of the black cat deal. And yeah, it looks like all of these vermin and people and awful, you know, they're going to Avengers mountain for cap. They say Rogers. It's funny too, because that's, written by clay mcleod chapman i'm like really you you wrote two <laughs> know. You, you, know, wrote, you wrote one word and a half uh, but i guess you, somebody's <laughs> got to write that no, uh, he I literally guess, but, wrote rogers because the guy's stuttering Ra- rogers before Ra- there rogers that's all Ra- Ra- rogers <laughs> is all he, he did uh but uh, yes you get writing credit for that i could have done that they could have said hey yeah. write down on a piece of paper Ra- Ra- rogers i would have got my first credit as a comic book writer uh which i don't care to be so there you go but yeah no, uh i like this there's a bunch of things hitting you know full force you have jim hammond going out to attack you have tony where tony leaves and actually says i'm gonna make Namor pay obviously this is part of his plan as well to get jim hammond i'm assuming then he's gonna suit up they're gonna go off we'll see what happens with toro I bet you he, he can end away. up controlling jim hammond you know that's gonna happen probably yeah i know but he is an android it'd be odd to control an android and maybe he'll pull out a calculator and then he'll yeah. write you know some he'll things in skynet on yeah. poor jim hammond yeah so you have all this going on while cap is pretty much blaming himself now for everything that happened he didn't react he may you know he's kind of giving neymar the benefit of the doubt when he maybe shouldn't all this stuff hitting and 
Bucky's going to maybe meet up with, you know, we have a lot of stuff going on, which is pretty cool uh, because of that. I really did like this issue. I thought that this gets me back excited for everything. It's kind of picking up again. I thought there was a little bit of a lull. I said some of the art's a little off, but I like it in general. The the thing that uh, I, I have to say is when we had the first couple issues, when you went to the flashbacks, the flashbacks really stuck out, right? They really like, oh man, that's a cool old school deal. They're not sticking out as much. And I don't no. know if it's the art for that section or the regular art, but even the page, you know, if you're going to coordinate this, the page with Bucky sitting in his, you know, little crazy, we told him he's got to get out more. He's, he's in yeah. his compound again, going from that to the flashbacks there, the color palette doesn't change tons because Bucky and his little, you know, panic room there is all dark anyway and stuff like that. Though I love that Bucky, he has burner phones that he just talks to and then crushes. It's like every phone call, he's just got a pouch full of phones. Yeah. Use this one. One minute crush. (laughs) Tony Stark. Yeah, that's how he gets rich. They're stark <laughs> phones. And st- he said, yeah. listen, after every use, you have to just crush it. And uh, Bucky didn't look into this. He- he's too no. busy in his room with his maps and his guns. I yeah. love his guns hanging up. Uh, he know- he knows yeah. the exact spot to shoot armpits and, and not hurt yeah, anybody, but make them yep. stop doing that's things. That's what hurt him. It makes him stop. <laughs> but yeah, so all of this deal, um, I liked it. I liked that the flashback you see Jim Hammond go to save Toro, which Toro is trying to do that in reverse in the here and now. It doesn't work as much. You see Roman with the whole deal. So, yeah, I, I really liked it. I'm going 8-5 with it. It's still not those first three issues, but I hope we get yeah. back to that. Uh, what would you give it? No, I think it got back on track here, too. I'm going to give it an 8.5 as well, because, I don't know, there was something about the last two issues that kind of felt like it was calming down a little bit, and th- and yeah, this is just setting up the next conflicts and, and kind of getting me back into the flow of a new arc, so yep. I really appreciated it. Uh, I, I mean, I like Jim Hammond's new look, but I think... If it wasn't all red and Tony Starkish, it would be better. You know what I'm like? It's yeah. just too. It is Iron Tony Man making me. it though. That is yeah, funny. Yeah, that if it was somebody else doing it, I'd be like, "What are they doing?" Yeah. Tony, I wonder if he, that's a he, design that's going to stick because he's he's always been like the human android. This is kind of like that's the blowing his and that's disguise. what I like. Here's the deal. If you want to have Jim Hammond though out and about after this book, I don't know that they will. Obviously, you have Johnny Storm as the Human Torch. You kind of have yeah. to do something a little different. Maybe this kind of makes it a little different, makes it able to see a little better that it's Jim Hammond if he would show up. But then again, I think people are like, what's what's Iron Man doing with these flaming head? You know what I mean? <laughs> and even so, the, yeah. the problem I have with Jim Hammond in general in this book is when he's not flamed on, he looks like Cap. He, he's got a lot of borrowed looks, this guy, because yeah. I, I think his face itself. And in fact, when they go to the deal where Tony is working on him in his lab, I actually thought, well, what's he doing to, to Cap? What's he doing? <laughs> and then I thought, is he making a Cap a robot? What's it doing? A pleasure bot, per se? But yeah, Ooh. so I, I did like it. But now we're going to go off to talk to Double Aaron about Immortal Hulk. All right, and here we are with Double A Ron in the house to talk some Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you doing, Aaron? 
I'm doing you, you're good. You're doing fine. You get you del- getting pizza delivered. Is, uh, is no, that... I, I made some macaroni and cheese. <laughs> throw oh. some rotisserie chicken in there. And, you know. Oh, that's okay. Th- this yeah. is the thing. You are actually, you know, to let people know, uh, a very hoity-toity chef at points in your life, right? And uh, when I hear you getting pizza ordered in <laughs> and, and making macaroni and cheese, I think that you are dumbing down to my level. Well, because he- here's are, the yeah. thing. I, I, I appreciate cooking for people. Yeah. If those people aren't myself. Okay. I have this deep down self-loathing of myself, okay. you know, no, so I know that, what that led to alcoholism, drug yeah. abuse. Uh, you know, great if, I'm, if I'm home by myself, I'll have like hot dogs, macaroni yeah. and cheese, well, peanut butter and jelly. I, I don't tonight. care about me. <laughs> it's funny. I thought you were going to say that I appreciate cooking for people who appreciate it. And I was like, I, I don't know if that's shade at Heidi or uh, whatnot, but or maybe no, yourself. You don't appreciate that, it. That would be that would probably have been directed shade at the the kids that I used to have to cook dinners for okay. when I was doing yes. personal chefing. Yeah, at you their did houses. say you had personal chef stuff. That's yeah. pretty cool. I wish I had a personal chef. I'd be in shape actually, and I'd yeah. I would have had more uh, fancy dinner than tonight. I pretty much made hot dogs with. Crab. Crescent rolls, and pretty much yeah. that is. I had leftover you know, sausage. Yeah, I, I've had some really crap. That uh, is we ended fancy. Up at, that is fancy. We, uh, did, you, did you put we, pieces of cheese in there? No, oh. I, I didn't have time for that. I do this because I got to get to record. <laughs> That's what happens. I got to do something quick. Uh, yeah, I actually thought uh, this time I was. You, you know going what would have been quick though if you would have taught time? your kids how to cook for themselves. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't <laughs> seem to be able. And right now, I ended up going shopping for them, and I ended up getting Reese's Puffs. Uh, mm. Not my favorite cereal. No. No, I'm not a fan um, of them They like, like it. it. I'm not a big fan, um, but it's at BJ's and they wanted it. So I got one of those big boxes. So it's there. Now, I don't know what it is with BJ's when they have the two bags in one box. You know, that, that's fine. There's nothing that fancy about that. For some reason, that means half of everything gets thrown on the floor. And I go in the kitchen when I came home. There are Reese's Puffs everywhere. Just it looks like a ball pit, <laughs> a miniature ball pit. If if we got that Bagel Boss guy, he, he could go and swim in these things. He thinks he's in the ball pit, that little fella. But yeah, so all this stuff yeah, he looks is like me puck. saying, yeah, I'm like, how can you not get this into the bowl? And for some reason, when it's in that big box and they pull the bag out and not keep it in the box and open it, they just rip it apart and it goes all over the place. I, I oh, yeah. don't know what I, they they are special is what you, I'm saying. And they're know, driving me nuts. You, you, so, yeah. you should have you done the, like the rule that my dad did. If you're going to act like an animal, you get treated yeah, like an animal. Get treated like one. And then you get uh, they shocked do with a like shock them. collar. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Now I'll take them out on a leash. You don't I have to the, put you don't have to put the shock collar on them to shock them. You just you just, you just touch put them it right it. up against their skin, hit <laughs> the button. I fried I fried many of friends that passed out on a couch that way. They woke I up with up, what I, looked like cigarette burns all over. Nice. <laughs> I ended up I when I came home from West Virginia when I, I drove home. I, I mentioned the story on the DC deal. Uh I ended up coming I, I went home via bus, a Greyhound bus. And mm, I thought to myself, awful. okay. Yeah, I actually thought Ah, buses, you know, tried and true, those things. Yeah. It, it was awful. First yeah. off, it took forever. Yeah. I might as well have walked them. Then mm-hmm. when we ended up getting to the Philadelphia Greyhound bus depot, uh, I've, I've not been as scared as I've no, been yeah. in that depot. And it was awful. And uh-huh. basically all I saw, there was a bunch of guys, they were uh, rolling dice and then <laughs> having a contest of who wanted to be shocked by a taser. 
And, and then nice. we just sat nice. there. My, my two buddies picked me up and I'm sitting there, they're brothers and we're sitting there and I'm like, let's get going. I just want to go home. I want to go to bed. I've been on this bus for like 12 hours and like, no, 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 we have to see how this works out. And it was these guys tasing each other. It was crazy. My uh, experience believe- was pretty close to that, but just yeah, it's, it's a little awful. bit worse, a little bit yeah. worse because yeah. I was in like, I, I rode a bus back from Illinois to Minneapolis and, uh, I, Des Moines, Iowa, the worst place in the world it really? is, it is, is an armpit, a total armpit of the world. That's and, a zinger for Des Moines out there. If you're <laughs> listening, Des Moines, it's just these are uh, double A runs. Everybody, everybody would agree, even people that live in Des Moines. You mean Des Moines? Is that bad? Des Moines. <laughs> On the way back, the bus's toilet overflowed. Oh, nice! And washed down the aisle. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And the bus didn't pull over. We didn't change buses. We had to ride with that shit. That's everybody crazy. just kept on moving closer and closer to the front because the shit just kept rolling Man. down the wa- the aisle. It's weird too because the pieces of crap that were on my bus were sitting next to me. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so that's our uh, Greyhound bus talking. Yeah, uh, I saw a lot of crazy things that day, but we're here to talk of Mortal Hulk number twenty-one, and obviously written by Al Ewing. Not obviously art by Ryan Bodenheim, who is a guest artist. And I, I laugh sometimes because this guest artist deal is sometimes set up like that. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes an artist will just jump on and they'll just mm-hmm. be listed as artists. I think that maybe Al Ewing saw this art and was like, we better tell everybody this is just a guest artist. Because uh, this I, I, is I, don't, I don't think that. I don't think that at I all. Do. This, this art seems a lot too. more, lot more technical, <laughs> technically well done compared to some artists that were just like foisted upon a book. Maybe, but it's not up to this. This doesn't seem rushed, but it doesn't it doesn't compare well with the art that we've been used to. No, it does not. Some of it's okay. It's far less scary. It's like it doesn't have that creepy feeling to it at all. No, no, it's not. It's not meant to be, though. No, it's not a real point of view. This is the point of view of a a human being. Not that's what the kids call pav. POV, right? (laughs) Paul mounts on colors of BC's Corey Pettit on letters and a cover by Alex Ross, who does most of the covers. Eisner Award nominee. Eisner Award winning uh, Alex Ross. (laughs) Eisner Award nominee this book. Uh, I actually, one one of my favorite things that ever happened one time was that Alex Ross actually followed our DC site. Our, our DC deal on Twitter and actually sent me a note and said, man, listen to the podcast. Really liked it. I, I to this day that I, it always puts a smile on my face and I don't smile much. And, and at that point I was going to message him back because at that point I thought that Alex Buddy Ross was like you. an 80 year old guy. <laughs> I thought he was like 80 because I'd always heard of him in this, you know, Oh man, Alex Ross and kingdom come and all these things. So I just assumed he was real old. He ain't real old. He's nope. not old at all. And really makes all his money on covers now which is you know yeah. that's his game and he uh, air, airbrushes most of it too yeah, so he doesn't I, have I, to get hand cramps yeah, really, or anything yeah, like that he just sh- who needs sh- that uses a couple little cards I, need him to shapes. I was gonna <laughs> say what i need him to do then is do a unicorn on the side of my van and possibly airbrush a couple shirts for me i love those we have a farmer's market that does a lot of airbrushing shirts uh and they all look awful they, they are the worst. And one of them. That's they not airbrushing. A, that's called tie dye. Oh, I'm program. telling you. No, there's, there's this one that's airbrushed that is a in memorial to 
uh, Robin Williams. It's the weirdest shirt I've ever seen. I don't. Somebody must have ordered it, and they must not have picked it up, and it's hanging in the window. I'm like, what is this shirt? It's so is it, weird. Is it a picture of him when he's really old too? That, no, it's <laughs> him as Mork. Arms. It's Mork. He's there as Mork, and it's like we'll never forget you, Robin. One of the best. I'm like, what is this shirt? Who's wearing this? It's so weird. But we go into this, and. Uh, yeah, you start, and this is a POV, or like I said, POV issue, uh, on uh, General 14, uh, James 14. And it goes through pretty much his whole life of how he came to this point in his life of being part of the shadow base, being against the Hulk, really hating the Hulk. Uh, it starts off right away with the idea. Well, you also get you, you get actually at first where he's got a space suit on. He wants to be trans, yeah. you know, posed out into space. We find out that he is going to attack Gamma Flight uh, in space. But at this point, we're not really sure. But he has the Redeemer armor. It's really spelled out here. And it may go a little bit too long with Dr. McGowan. Like we can't just do this. You might end up Telling here. You might end up to. there. Yeah. And and it's one of those where it does pay off at the end because the idea of these things, you can't control these random factors. And that ends up being pretty much crap talked by him later uh, to Langowski. Um, but it is, this is a guy and you see, this is a guy with a plan. It's a plan that started from when he was real little. Uh, I think that one of the things that starts out this is not necessarily that he's in church at 11 learning this lesson about how God shaped earth and things yeah, like that created and structure. And law. I think that there's also that little thing there just to let you know he's also a religious guy or at least was as a kid, which does play out near the end and does play out with this whole green door of hell, all these other things, and with Hulk being pretty much an affront to God and things like that. It's not fully spelled out. I could take it as that, though, as this yeah, little aside as well, that, going that, way. that he is a guy. But it's also, I really like this idea, too, because he doesn't say anything. In this Sunday school, this other kid says stuff. The priest is absorbing it. Yes, he's just absorbing things. And he's a guy who it does seem like he's a cerebral kid here. He's listening. He's taking it all in. I also think, though, it's one of those where it shows that he kind of comes up with his own ideas from what's going as Mm -hmm. well, which leads to the end. It it reminds me of me. I would never say anything. Uh, And I did go to Sunday school, not just Sunday school. I would be, you know, there in school and people would say things. I'd listen. And then I'd go home and come up with the most whacked out theories of what I've heard that made no sense whatsoever and never would say anything anyway. I've heard. Yeah. Oh, you've heard. I'm I'm telling you, they are whacked out. And it was only because he seems very stoic, but he seems very like confident. You should actually be really appreciative that your parents didn't pay any attention to you. Because if they did, you would have been sent up the river without a paddle. Also, I I never would have had podcast. Because what would I talk about? But yeah, I had some wacky ideas. And and with that too, I was too afraid to talk. So when I was, if I was in Sunday school. I wouldn't have said a word because I would have been afraid. I'd be afraid I'd get yelled at and things like that. And this priest does go, this little kid's like, oh, God made light. Yeah, yeah, not just that. That would have been me. And I'd never mm-hmm. speak up again. Yeah. Um, but as this is going on, then you, you get these little 
vignettes of his past as they lead up. You have jumps in time, you know, big major moments that lead him to this. And in between, you do end up with him on Alpha Flight Space Station uh, going after the members. And you have Creel, his wife, and pretty much he's just going to go through and just knock out, you know, try to kill. I I don't know if he's trying to kill them. Needles. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And he has yeah. these these weird things, these canister needles that go, ends up absorbing men, he kind shoots of falls them up with apart. the Michael Jackson milk. Yeah, that's what it seems. It's the <laughs> Jesus juice. He gets it. He's the, you know, he got, you know, Creel goes down. His wife pretty much seems to get knocked out and he just walks away and he says, I'm on a timetable. And by the end, we see what he's there for. He's not necessarily there to take out them you know except no, to get him out of the ends. way he's, yeah he's, he's tying getting... up loose ends he's going and, and even then he even says when you get to Lingowski, that's the big one where he spells out like listen you hurt people y- you know this is for them as well and you, you know samson gets taken down but that seems like he's just in the way things like that as it goes on but yeah you go through his point of view like you said he ended up facing the hulk as a young guy in the military and he kind of froze he didn't know what was going on and that's where ross general ross ends up taking him under his wing you know and and explaining things to him and explaining you know what they're doing why they're going after hulk what's going on you end up having this family this little girl and a father they're hugging each other as their home car all destroyed And, you know, General Ross says, you see them right there times that by a million, because that's what this guy does. He he ruins just him being around is is awful. He's an affront to everything that you You know what? I I think Brandon might be right. That might be. Yeah, it might be Jackie. Didn't she say say earlier on in this run that she had a previous experience when she She said she had an experience and she felt where, you know, she felt like she couldn't do anything but so she wanted to be the hulk then she wanted to be the yeah. hulk so she could be the one that does things so it Good definitely call, could Brandon. be and it looks like it nice point yeah though. it does look like it but yeah you have 14 even says the blind squirrel a... finds a nut once in a yeah, while right? really look at him it, <laughs> is blade the king of the vampires now who is all, all heck it's regular? gonna happen though yeah, i'm it's telling gonna you 10 years it. from now yeah. i will i will bring it yeah, up and, and, and <laughs> buffalo will win the super bowl really it's like he had a <laughs> he had a crisis of faith. Uh, and then you go with him in the present as he goes, Samson Langowski. And this is a very quick issue to go through. He shows up. He takes down Samson. At one point, he seems to just, I don't know what he's doing because it's off panel. You're blocked from his back where it looks like he might just smush Samson together well, see, no, and he throw him. He, he puts his fist up against Samson's head and the two barrels are right there. So I believe he shoots him with something more high powered. It's weird than the, though, and and I guess I guess it would be in his head because these other darts they obviously stick out. But yeah, and it goes pachoom. But yeah, if he does that, like you said, Samson will come back. He he's got the gamma, but it looks awful. Whatever happens now, you have the idea that Langowski's there, and it is fully spelled out by fourteen. Oh, you I see, don't I see. have gamma. I see what What's it that? is. His right hand shoots the darts. His left hand okay. shoots regular bullets. Okay, and it shoots down because that's he's he, got he, him. He's he got shoots, him by the hair, uh, so he's shooting down into his his skull. He shoots Samson is. with his left hand in the head. He shoots. Uh, Gaskowski or whatever. Yeah, Langowski. Yeah. Langowski in the head with the left hand also. Okay. 
So that oh, he does something with the Batum on him. So yeah. he's, he's trying to take him out a little more, obviously, because he's a little more powerful. Uh, but yeah, through this, you also see that Ross was his mentor. And at one point, you know, he was trying to go to guys because Ross was killed. And he goes, he's like, my mentor's dead. I want it revenge. He went to, you know, some other generals, some other military guys and said, hey, listen, what's going on? The, the government's not letting us do crap. And I'm sick of it. I'm going to react. I'm going to do things. And these guys are like, well, maybe we can hook you up with some people. You know, you have S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of doing nonsense things. But we might be able to hook you up with this. And that's where he comes up with that idea of shadow base. All that seems to be the beginning of that. Now we move on. After he ends up, you know, taking care of Samson, he also says to you know, Langowski, hey, you don't have Gamma really being the exclamation point of if I shoot you, you will die. Yep. And then he says, you know, it, and I think that this is a little shout out. I'm giving a shout out to old Minnesota here because Langowski killed four people in Minnesota yep. and 14's like, you, you're going to deal with this. I, You can't let this happen. And he just shoots him bad. I mean, he I, he, I wonder, though, if if he's just going to end up uh, rebooting like Hulk did. Yeah, I, I don't issue. know. Because it's crazy. Hulk couldn't regenerate yeah. at all until yeah. he completely died and yeah. went back to hell. And see what's going on. And and we'll see if that happens. Oh, at this it. moment, he is in That's a how pile. Stella got her gamma back right there. Yeah, really. <laughs> he's got so much blood around him when he's yeah. just laying big there. old hole in his forehead um, his glasses and that's and the, the weird thing too is almost like the most trash talk of all and i think that al ewing really does a pretty good deal here of of really showing the 14 is just cold-blooded where they're like hey what's going on because he's like 14 to shadow base i got the shell he went to get the abomination shell and that says no human casualties so yeah. we see legowski just destroyed <laughs> he doesn't even think of him as a human anymore yeah, and so, a scientist oh, even points that out saying what do you yeah. mean by human what do you mean by that <laughs> yeah and he's like beat me up yeah, yeah. I think it would be beating me down, but hey. Uh, but yeah, the, the whole idea of him just thinking of anybody that he has taken out here as not being human is pretty intense. He goes back down and then you go getting one of the last last flashbacks where he did go to see Ross when Ross, after he became Red Hulk, all these things. And that's where you end up having uh, the big thing that Ross tells him is, you know what? We had the whole deal, the extremist, you know, nano junk Tony Stark made all this. I did it. Hulk used it. He turned into Doc Green, the genius, but he was still the same thing. It didn't work on him. And you do see where 14 in this whole time has been really triggered throughout this whole deal of growing up to hate Hulk, go after Hulk, his mentor, who's all about taking down Hulk, kind of backs off here with him and says, you know what? Yeah, it starts pitying him and actually, you know, even goes as far as, you know, it is my son-in-law says like, I saw Hulk for what he is. He's not this monster. He's just a brat child. He, a child, he is a, a raging child. violent child. Yeah, that rages yeah, out. Like that he's line. not. Yeah and, yeah. and so he's like, I can't do it anymore. Even if they let me out, you were right, 14. I'm just too close to it. And I think that this is, and he says. I understand, General, you can leave it to me. And I Mm -hmm. think that this is where, and it says, and so I learned purpose. And I think this is where he got this idea of if there's any way 
that I can possibly become more something that yeah. would be and has hurt the Hulk in the past. I'm going to have to take advantage when he found out about the abomination show and all that, and that he can go get it and then get in. I think me and me and double a Ron are, are trying to uh, not a debate what we're trying to figure it out because it is left kind of at the end is, is he fully trying to become the abomination himself, which I kind of think, but, but Aaron, you think that maybe he didn't want to go that far and the abomination and all this is trying to take over and making him do what he's doing as well. Uh, and I think it may be kind of a combo of both. I think maybe he was going to see what was going on. I mean, when he is going to touch it, if you do look at the art, if you can take the art for face value, he does look very nervous. He looks a little scared. So mm-hmm. it's not like just the whole deal of him like, I'm going to do it. I don't care. Uh, he does maybe, and they it's even really, say, sir, it, don't yeah, touch it. It, it yeah. It's really well done because it leaves it ambiguous on purpose. Because I yeah, mean, yeah, he so says, bring it here multiple times. He yep. goes over to it. He put goes to put his yeah. hand on it, and then it reacts to it and wraps himself. Yeah, and this is I the think thing. that's what frustrates me about this whole green door stuff is that it's almost like really a never ending it. circle. Like how? Yeah. Does, yeah, I don't get it, and it never ends because as soon as someone dies, they come right back. So there's no yeah, consequence that, that is, or here's really the thing, drama to his death. And, I, I think that's true only because, and I'm saying personally, because when I read it, I actually was like, holy crap, like, oh man, Samson, whatever. And then, yeah, Aaron told me I'm being silly because Samson has died already in this book and comes back. So it does take some of the, you know, it, it takes some of that away. It takes well, some that's, of that's the, part of the, the mystery. Thing. That's part of the mystery in the overall story, though, is what's the, the main deal yeah. behind this green door and the power yeah, I, I wish i knew magic? more by issue I mean, 21 especially yeah, I know, I that's well, what i'm well, saying that's the most frustrating part about these comics nowadays well, is we're now 21 issue. issues into a series and we know nothing more about the green door than we did in the first solicit you know well, what I'm that's saying? not yeah. true I at all sure. I'm I'm things but it's the last, green the last issue the we last know issue its name and yeah we know it takes them to hell well, the last issue explained quite a bit, actually, I believe. I, I mean, it's still kind of subversive. It's not really just laid there out on the floor. It's still uh, kind of be left for interpretation still, but it's also that way to leave a little bit of mystery. He he doles out little crumbs he does. Uh, to, to build up the mystery of what's truly behind. Here's the thing is, and I see people in, in the Slack for the Patreon guys and gals, uh, people talking about it. And you can really tell the people who are patient will like this a little more. The people who aren't Brandon, per se, he's not very good, but neither <laughs> yeah. am I. Yeah. So I, I am enjoying it enough. Yeah, Nick I think Spencer that I've, and Tom King are, have worn I, I, on my nerves and yeah, patience I think is not that, a virtue And, and Brian anymore. Michael Bendis is, is getting yeah. on mine right now, but- with this, I think that I'm in tune a little more. We did drop the book from the podcast for quite some time because we were frustrated with it. Then I ended up catching up because it got better. It legitimately did in my mind. Now, some people think this has been a 10 every issue. So me saying it yeah. got better may offend them. I'm not meaning to offend anybody. <laughs> I think it got better at because why it got better is I was able, and this is just for me, I was able to grab onto some things. I was able, you know, you end up having, uh, you know, Rick Jones in the abomination. I mean, that's crazy. And there were moments, and this is another one of those moments at the end like this. I think that my mindset with this book has changed enough that I am becoming a little more 
relaxed with what I expect from it. And really, I'll tell you how this is. I don't expect anything from it. So it has been impressing me because I realized where we were reviewing this, reading it, I was into the fresh start. I'm reading all these books. The Hulk has never been a character that I you know, dove into. It's like mm-hmm. Daredevil. I, I'm yep. very patient with Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil now, I would think, because it's my first Daredevil series that I'm really into and I can enjoy. This is my first, I mean, I've read now 21 issues of This Immortal Hulk by Al Ewing. That is 21 issues more than a lot of other Hulks I've read. I've, I've read Planet Hulk. There's what I have of Hulk, and that's a whole different animal whatsoever. You know what I mean? That's that's hardly anything like this. So reading this at first, I did expect more every issue. I expected to be have my hand held because I was new to the character, new to Marvel. I think that if you are going to enjoy this, you do have to step back a little. And I'll tell you that it, it, Al Ewing hasn't let me down yet because he hasn't really given me anything yet so i can't be let down with this long form <laughs> story it's very similar to when i started reading dc comics with the new 52 and brian azarello's wonder woman where it was it's very similar in my mind the way it was the structure yeah. of it being there's not really arcs per se there are you can kind of separate it but it is this long form story that you have to follow i i get worried about things like that because there's never really a good jumping on point Throughout this, I think that if somebody read this issue, they'd be completely confused unless they knew these characters beforehand. But somebody fresh off the boat going and doing this, they'd have no idea. But if you are reading stuff like this in this run, he does pay off things like you said, Aaron. Little by little, you end up having these little payoffs that end up being very impressive. That and and he also uh, hints at storylines that happened previously yeah that that the hints in these books actually make me excited to actually go back and read and that's one of the things that i say is which doesn't happen very often yeah it doesn't i i say that's one of the bigger things that to me when that impresses me if a writer if somebody tells me like oh man i read this guy's book here six issues and it made me want to go read eight other runs before that and all that so if that's how you know when you feel that 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 is pretty big. Uh, that's one of my big tells like the, of this a whole story. Discussion, this whole discussion between fourteen and Ross. That yeah. whole that whole part right there, all referencing Hulk titles I've heard about, been meaning yeah. to read. Uh, yeah, and I've mean, even heard of some of that. And like I said, it's not something I'm not a Marvel guy until now, and I wasn't a Hulk guy, but I've heard some of these things. And what I like about Al Ewing. Uh, as compared to some other writers, uh, is the idea that he doesn't just have 14 say, man, I've been mad since Ross Mm -mm. died. See issues this. He actually shows you in a very quick way so that it actually does make an impact and you see what's going on and you can go from it because if you haven't read those, and now I know. I, I mean, if, if if they if you told me, oh man, there's this arc that it finishes with Ross, uh, you know, he was Red Hulk, but then he decided to not go after you know the Hulk anymore. Yeah, that's fine. You said I saw it here. I saw it in mm-hmm. a page, and it, he got it, killed it, by it Hulk hit. wearing that suit yeah. that he that fourteen had on, yep. and then he ended up coming yeah. back as Red Hulk and. Yeah, and, and I got little down, bits so. of that. So yeah, and even if, and that's where I think it plays out very well is the idea that 
you might want to go back and read that. Brandon, he's lazy. He's from <laughs> Buffalo, but he doesn't uh, need I'll tell to you go the back. Arc I read when they're referring to the uh, smart Hulk down in the bottom corner going to no. cure everybody. That was the Hulk run I read. I really enjoyed. Yeah, see, and and you see it, it there. Did I I didn't read that, so I get enough to keep going without that. But didn't if I you get read Red Hulk, also Brandon. No, I never really read much of Red Hulk. Oh, you know what? I, I, I also read, read random issues. Of I it. also mm-hmm. read uh, Mark Wade's Indestructible Hulk. Actually, no. that was yeah. I read uh, that one. one. I've read. Planet I think I read twelve War. issues of that, and I really like that. I actually did like that. That was one of the the uh, first Hulk's things that I read because I, yeah, I read uh, uh, Shield, John Byrne, John yeah. Byrne, and Ron Garney arc. That was pretty uh, damn yeah. good. John, John Byrne was supposed to take it over, but he I think he did like six issues yeah. and then fell off and then the planet. Bailed. And bailed. bailed. Yeah. yeah. And then someone and, else and had I, to take it. I I have gone through, I've read the, you know, the first issue a lot of times. And uh, to this day, I still get mad that Rick Jones was playing that harmonica. I'm telling you, the harmonica (laughs) is the tool of the devil. You you don't go out on the the gamma range and play the harmonica. That's just a little tip, kids. You're not a fan of Bob Dylan's folksy period? No, I'm not. I'm not at all. I I really am not. Uh, But hey, I I do laugh, though, because at one point I did meet John Popper. Uh, and and he plays a heck of a harmonica, though he trash talks anybody else who ever played harmonica and really pointed out that he was the Jimi Hendrix of the harmonica, though he liked to call it the mouth organ. I, I met him at the supermarket. He was buying uh, Duro Flame Logs and uh, hunting magazines, and he smelt like crap. There you mm. go. That was my run in with him, and he, he said hello to me. He was very polite. Uh, but yeah, there you go. John Popper. He even he didn't have that vest on that has all like that fishing lore vest that mm-hmm. he has all the harmonicas in. And that drives me nuts. Uh, but yes, there there we go. And we do end, like we said, with 14 pretty much absorbing into and becoming the abomination sitting on a throne of just awfulness. Uh, and then he says it. So <laughs> I learn and we'll go off with that. This is not naked on. on skulls. Yeah, yeah, really. I don't know which I'd prefer because this is disgusting. Uh, but yeah, and, and it's funny, too. I love seeing that hand open as a kind of a headdress when it's not like a clenched crown. in to become yeah. that hand yeah. closed. Clenched hand was disgusting. I don't know why that drove me nuts. Uh, but yeah, what would you give this, Aaron? I, I God bless you, Heidi. <laughs> was that Heidi? No, that wasn't Heidi. I think that was on Brandon's end. <laughs> was that on your end, Brandon? Did your your wife sneeze? I, I, I got the wi- I got the cans on my ears. I can't hear anything going on. Uh, yes. All right. Yes. Uh, tell I, God, I think God gonna, bless you. I think I'm going to go on eight. I, I I'm actually, going eight as well. I really like this issue. The the art. I didn't really have much of a problem with because yeah, I didn't it was like it a, as much. It was a perspective of uh, fourteen. He's uh, a little more straight laced. Uh, I mean, the, the detail in the art was, you know, a little more subtle because I mean, it, it shows 14 aging throughout all his yeah. flashbacks. He gets a uh, grayer, more gray in the temples. Even when he's talking with general Ross here, he doesn't have any gray yet, but then when it flips to where he's got, uh, the abomination, now he has got more wrinkles on yeah. his face. I mean, it, it, it's not rushed art at all. It is a different style of art than Joe Bennett's. It's, it's more of a, a cleaner style. Uh, more straightforward style. You don't get really wonky faces like sometimes you will get with the Joe Bennett. No. But it, I mean, it's it. His style is more 
uh, horror style. Yeah, in it is this more one. horror. So, and I this mean, isn't, like you said, this isn't necessarily a full out horror deal. And, and I get it. I get that you have a different artist for a different type of issue here. You know, this would almost be like if you, when you have, you know, a regular issue and you want to differentiate between things. So you have a flashback or whatever and you change mm-hmm. artists just for that. I understand, you know, the idea that this is through 14's deal. You change up the art to make it a little more pronounced that you're I dealing mean, with something. Different. That incredible incredible Hulk splash page where he's ripping the, those two tr- uh, Humvees apart. Yeah, that that looks outstanding. The abomination scene looks outstanding. I mean, I can uh, easily identify every character in this. There's backgrounds. Uh, no, I, I, I don't really. It, it's it's a little simpler of a style, but I don't mind it that much. So yeah, I just thought yeah. it was a little off from Joe Bennett, but you're right. It does fit. The more we were talking and looking, but yeah, I'm going to go eight as well. Um, again, I I don't think that this you know series to me has reached the play. You know the the levels that some people are telling me it has. Um, but I still think that it's consistently it, one it, of the best books. It, it's consistently one of it's the best very books. Consistent. But there's al- there's also issues that are more elevated than this yeah. too i mean yeah, and for I, sure I, I yeah and i i just think i i see the frustration that even brandon has and some other people i saw paulie p even saying in the slack that you guys got spoiled trying, by double shipping that's all yeah and he's been trying to get into this and he well, i don't just enjoy can't. double and, shipping that never spoiled yeah. me at all <laughs> yeah really and and i'm telling you the the idea this is one of those that i do think that if you read a couple issues say i mean maybe give it five issues four three i don't know how many but once you realize that it's not for you i don't think it's going to change your mind anytime down the line because it's very specific the way he tells a story it's very long form and things like that uh but boy there's enough people to like it it's one of the top selling books out of nowhere and and really i'm telling you it came it's almost like at at the point where fresh start began and we kind of got into it i'm like man this venom's really impressing me like i never thought venom would be the then all of a sudden hulk out of nowhere it shows up and just destroys everything yeah and Uh, it was like issue five or six it really started taking off we actually thought it was an anomaly that something Mm. went wrong that they misdid something and then it's been consistent I like that the idea of it's become the fight of Hulk versus Batman, which is the craziest idea of a fight. There's so many other characters from Marvel that you would have thought would be the top ones to beat, you know, Captain America, things like that. And Iron Man, you know, not that that ever sells, but still to have Hulk, this has to be, I I laugh that people are saying that, like, I I make the joke. You look at the reviews nowadays for every book and it it must be the golden age of comics because everybody's giving (laughs) out tens like they're M&Ms and it's uh, freaking Halloween every night. Uh, But it must be a golden age right now for people who are Hulk fans because they can sit there proud. I mean, this is almost like if you go by the top 10 of books being almost like the college rankings, the, the Hulk is ranked better than it's ever been, really. And you you can sit there and be very proud of that and enjoy it. And I know a lot of people are. One of them is not Brandon. Brandon, what do you give this? I'm guessing a six five. What are you giving it? No, I'm actually going to be higher than that. I still really? like the story I, I in the book. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give know? it a seven. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. I don't like the art at all. I think Puck. Yeah. I think Puck looks terrible throughout the entire yeah. book. He he's so off scale. He looks like he's an elf on the shelf falling at one point yeah. in, in one of the panels. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I just know I, that I from experience because ours is always lie falling, and my daughter's flipping scores. out. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, really. We had that like, at one point, and I think Rafe threw him away. He got creeped out by that yeah. the shelf. Yeah, well, he she's really not allowed it. to touch it, so it's a big it's a big deal when it falls because you know yeah. the the magic. I, I don't yeah, know. really, yeah, the magic rules. comes out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I but, am, uh, and then yeah, the magic I mean, comes I, I out. Like that means enough. Daddy ain't buying presents. That's the magic. Yeah, out. right. Yeah, yeah I Santa actually brings think that when, talking when I, I don't spend when I tell you the score, I I think that you lie. Uh, that's one thing I'll give Eric credit. <laughs> he will give me what score he was going to give, but I, yeah. I've also done no, two hundred and thirty-seven episodes for him. I, I end up right yeah. on with him. I can always tell by his tone. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. but that's I'm, I'm that's a wily one. one there. So uh, yeah, yes, you know, flat seven. Hey, really all right. hey yeah. Buffalo people will put each other through tables that are on yeah, fire. Yeah, that's true. There <laughs> is and no that's bigger trust fall. There's no bigger trust fall than someone putting their friend through a table. So no, I mean, th- he's going to be honest right. to you. There might be one yeah. other trust fall. It's, hey, you look good in that denim vest. There you go. That yeah. Right there is a bunch of nonsense. And, hey, hey, does this uh, rainbow sash look good? Oh, it looks awesome. No, yeah, that yeah. Denim, yes. denim vest does not make you look fat. No, no yeah, really. And those beards all look great. I, I'm telling you, nobody knows what's it's going on about this. And nobody knows what, what we're talking about. You will if you keep following the podcast during the football <laughs> yeah. season. You, you'll see oh, exactly yeah. what we're talking about. No, and Brad, one of my one of my favorite times of the year will be coming up. I believe it probably comes up in the middle of August, Brandon. You'll have to let me know if this is not right. But it is the time that everybody in Buffalo is waiting for each year. It's when Brandon goes out and buys his new patches for his denim jacket. Yes. That's the best. When he, when he gets new patches, patch it's day. so cool. Oh, yeah. Patch day you, hits. You should have your I, wife yeah. make up some weird science patches first. That would be good. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, that'd be oh, awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I end up, we, though... Well, I, what, we'll have what two time? pockets, one for business cards for the vest, one for business <laughs> cards for the podcast. Yeah. There you go. I'm telling <laughs> you, I sit there and I wait for the pictures of the new the new patches because Brandon will say, I'm going up <laughs> patch hunting today or I'm going to order patches. And I'm like, oh, here we <laughs> oh, go. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, the, the classic. You got it opening day every year. You yeah. got to go get the opening day pin. You know, there you go. There's, that makes me want to look up patches here. and start sending a, sending them into Slack. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, and, and then look at this I will then, probably have ninety percent of them. I mean, you really got to dig deep now to find <laughs> ones you don't have. I, I'm gonna. I'm making up the new one. It's uh, Brady sucks. But Edelman swallows. Is that a good one? Could that be on your vest? Would that would that be appropriate? Yeah, we will, uh, we will proudly wear that one into the stadium. Yes, you would do that. Oh, my dad is I, a biker. I mean, they let sex toys uh, yeah. into the stadium. They'll let that. That in. is true. Yeah. <laughs> they let buffalo buffaloites into the stadium. Yeah, They'll let really. sex toys in. I mean, yeah. yeah. What were you saying, Aaron, yes. about your father? My dad's a biker, so he has a vest and he has patches on all all the time yeah. and everything. And uh, one of my favorite ones that he has on is medication for your protection nice or heavily yeah. heavily medicated for <laughs> that's your protection. what we need i don't have a vest i don't have patches i have a hoodie i have a couple hoodies i have shorts, and shorts. i gotta get patches involved that's what i need at one point yeah. i was as a joke start for putting about them on your week. shorts oh, mm-hmm. i uh, for a week i was wearing the heroes in crisis sanctuary pin around work just as a no, joke geez. making eric laugh <laughs> Oh, you should you should have saw me prancing around with that thing. I yeah. walk in and I want him to notice it, so I'm walking with my chest out where it is. Like, hey there, buddy! You should, how you you should doing? put it on tomorrow and go into work and be like, Wally West is a hero. Yeah, really. I'll I'll do that. Except anything ever meant less. No, 
No, at one point <laughs> I got that in the mail from DC, claiming that all the heroes of the DCU would be wearing these in the books. Never yeah. happened. Has Never happened. But ever meant I, I would wear it tomorrow, but he, he, Eric's not going to see it. You think he's showing up tomorrow? I think that guy's already called it a I, week. I wonder how many of those pins they sent out and how much it Tons. costs to make those pins and yeah. then never appeared whatsoever in the book. And, yeah, and you could you could probably have bankrolled a whole nother title for yeah. all the extra. I mean, they probably put, yeah. they had masks on the ship and everything. Yep, too, masks, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, it is CD or SDCC right now, San Diego Comic Con. Yes. And uh, just to end it, uh, if you uh, join up on the Patreon, I have a new show, and I know that it'll be tons, <laughs> tons filled <laughs> with the news items this week because the C. Uh, I keep saying CDSS and San Diego Comic Con. SDCC. You yes. can join that. That's at patreon.com slash weird science. Like I said, this week's Patreon spotlight was Loki number one and Daredevil number eight. And I have to say that I ended up liking Loki a little better after talking about it with Brandon. And that's always my favorite. If I, I thought you were going to say you liked it better in Daredevil. Yeah. I was going to be like, what? I didn't like Daredevil this <laughs> I week think at we all. Might have. I actually thought it was down. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was I down. Think we it, might have. I, I didn't oh, need boy. a discussion on what the letter of the law versus crime you family guys, was. I, I thought that I. Ridiculous. I'm telling you, I thought that I was Listen, in we, a We know a Aaron was celebrating it solely for Kingpin supporting legalization yes. of marijuana. Yeah, that's, that, all that's, right. the, that's where I mean, nine out of the ten points good. came from. He, he finally, you. He's been the mayor of New York for so long now, he finally got one new vote. Yeah, there you go. And he's from Minnesota. It makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I thought that maybe I should take the bar exam after that issue uh, because of all the uh, nonsense. Hey, but yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, I thought it was. I, I, I'll I'll deal with that little bit in there. We had like I don't know three court appearances in Soul's run, and Soul is an attorney. Granted, he is an yeah, immigration yeah. attorney, uh, but he's still. And they were the worst. You know, parts of the whole story. Hey. The, the the court appearances fell so flat nah. with soul. It was so you like this better. So what so, you're telling me is a crap sandwich stinks, but a crap sandwich with lettuce that tastes good. With uh, jelly. I this one ate was both. jelly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I also like the drive by that took place on the second floor of a house. Uh, it just seemed odd, but hey, even it wasn't though really I a did like some, though I I consider it a, being in the the. A uh, place across the street. And Maybe the same they had height. to climb up. It seemed up, but uh, yeah, I just I thought that it was very exposition heavy uh, for the issue. Uh, but yeah, you can listen to that. Obviously, you haven't heard it, or you would no. yell at us at the beginning. Uh, you got to go yell, over and listen. I'll be, you, you'll know tomorrow in Slack when I oh, start on, listening on the, to I'll, it. I'll give you the whole deal. I'm under a seven for that what? issue. Yeah, yeah. Me too. yeah. Oh, he's looking crack. I'm telling you, I don't even. I think I was not the lowest uh, on the roundup too. A lot art, of people didn't the like it. The art is the best that it's been in the last really? three issues. I yeah, thought it was down. It was I thought it was down. Issue that than it was the last two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so what's her name? What's her name? Missy is different in every panel. Yeah. She she goes She's on the a diet, woman. then she, she binges, in and out then of shape. she yeah yeah. I, I had <laughs> I had issues with it, but though I did like the bro brother who kept yelling at Matt. Hey, bro. Stop I like yelling at my mom. I like him. I like, I like him. Mama, the, why? Santa's real. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like yeah, how, yeah. How, how the the bookstore lady brought her kid in with the iPad and the headphones and oh, put, yeah, the, yeah. put it on because she knew she was oh, starting. She a knew whole... stuff was going down. <laughs> I mean, that and, was... and, though, though I love actually if you when you you listen, just imagine the grandmother. And then that was me reading it with this no. dull expression on my face. Now I I did like uh, when Ow. she broke, and plus I like Turn when she broke her off. hip. I love when when old people break their hips. Uh, that's, that's, that's hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> it, it is funny. Yeah. I'm telling you, some old people they, they, they sneeze and, and their hips get broken. It's yeah. hilarious. I, yeah. I was expecting Matt to go into like uh, post traumatic stress from killing that one dude yeah, from really. breaking that old lady's hip. And then that hip. old lady's probably going to die from that hip break. Oh, and we said that. We said that. We said that. Yeah. Really going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, Brandon <laughs> brought that up. Yeah. Hey, you like the pork a loin? I that was my favorite that, line. I love that Chip <laughs> brought the 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 Italian mob families back oh, into yeah. this book. Hey, I, it's just great. You like the smell of the pork? It does, yeah. <laughs> there's my there's my Italian mob. I'm straight up. I'm I'm so on with that, right? Under hey. a seven. Hey, God, try I can't the believe- bean dip. I can't hey, believe I'm here I, all the I, week. I can't believe I <laughs> graced you guys dip. with my presence on this yeah. downer show. Oh, it's one of my favorite run. books. I definitely yeah. <laughs> people, people have to listen on the Patreon and, and sign up to hear me say such classic lines as, Hey, why are you bring the former mayor to the dinner? Wasn't that in there? I remember I that. Think that's where, uh, hey, I think that's where Bubba Fett on? was created too, right? The Western, the Western character. Hey, <laughs> yeah, hey. Now, I, now I can't do Bubba Fett with it. You know, <laughs> what you doing there? You ever go to the job of the hut? Hey, he has the cement pond. There well, how about there, how about you just close Bubba out the Fett. show to with? Uh, All of a sudden, I like Star Wars. Me, what happened? Let me talk to sexy Brandon's mom. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, Brandon. Do you want me to cut the crust off of your sandwich there? Double no. A run. Oh. Scaring yeah. me. She's sexy, isn't she? <laughs> you want me to tuck you in tonight? It's me. Yeah, dream woman, Mrs. So, so, Murray. Sound like that lady. Anyone want more <laughs> sloppy joes? No, lady, hey. you're scaring us. Do you like the sloppy joes? Are you I made turned on by my hair net? sloppy for you. I, I like them sloppy, <laughs> and your name does not have to be Joe. Oh, there you go. Is that how your mother talks? Hey, yeah. why well, don't yeah, we exactly. get double A on over here? Yeah, really. The old, the old family name is Saravolo, hey. so there you go. Okay. Hey, get at, get double Aaron over here, and I'll have to turn on the air conditioner because we're gonna heat this place up. Oh, I'm getting all Saravolo over here. Yeah, I am too. Is, is she making the pork loin? Oh my! Put the loin down and let's it just go. Pork. It does. The pork loin does go in the homemade sauce. It does. Does yes. it go in then? Uh, yeah. Do you do you yeah. call spaghetti sauce? Does she call it gravy? Is there a possibility sauce. she calls no, it gravy? No, no, just sauce. We uh, call she, it sauce. Oh my! That gravy stuff is New York That's City. That's a little nonsense. saucy, if you ask me. Double A, Ron. There you go. I, yeah. I think that I, I to, no, tomorrow get some mother sauce up in here. Tomorrow I'm going to get Brandon's <laughs> phone number and I'm going to crank call him as his mom <laughs> to see if he knows the difference. I don't think he will. <laughs> hey, Joke's I just on you. I don't new, answer my phone. <laughs> I just saw a new patch that I think you'd like there, Brandon. Oh, well, that, that call go. I'd answer. You know, you you'd answer that. Too. Your mom calling with the patch. Yeah. Doesn't your yeah. mom sew them on, or do you sew them on? No, I, my buddy sewed... actually sews them on. Okay, you just yeah, 
tell me that. That somebody sold them on yeah. your buddy. Hey, have you oh, uh, my mom's on a fixed nicker? a couple here and there when yeah. I went uh-huh. to go pick up, you know, the uh tent before tailgating or the ones falling off in a pinch. She she'll do have it. Have you sewed yeah. on a nicker? Usually they go yet? in for preparation. Yeah, he does that all the time. Yeah. It's weird. He sewed on a whiskey bottle last last year. It didn't work. You gotta see well. the cooler we we sewed into the inside for the whiskey bottle. Yeah. Nice. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I could just imagine your mom sewing on these awful patches. They just curse words and stuff and all yeah. that stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, you go. But yeah, there we go. We extended this a little here with the nonsense. But I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Like I said, go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. Go over to the Twitter, WS Marvel Comics. You follow us, we follow you back 100%. That's out to you, Al Ewing and Jim Zub. <laughs> and also, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. And I do admit, as a last deal, that I do start joking and throwing shade at Al Ewing every time that I tweet out anything. And it mainly is to crack up double A Ron. That's all I do. I'm telling you, every time I'm like, oh, Aaron's going to laugh at this one. <laughs> and I do that because he doesn't know he blocked. And the best is he blocked us because I asked him why he blocked other people. That's what got me blocked. And again, yeah. I said earlier yeah. when it was just me and Brandon talking, I said that I wanted to have a new game show. It's like uh, name that tune, but it's for blocks. And I say at the beginning, I can get blocked by Al Ewing in one tweet. And then yeah. you well, try to oh, do I, that. I've and been blocked twice. since he wrote uh, Ultimates. And I was given that like good scores and reviewing. Yeah, like, it doesn't oh, make sense. I, out I was blocked. Makes no sense. <laughs> I don't understand it. I, yeah, I really don't. But hey, it's a block party over there at Al Ewing's. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, Dr. Blocktopus. Yeah, I know. What a jerk. What a jerk. He writes a good book. He is a jerk. And somebody can pass that along. (laughs) There you go. Just don't say anything, please. Even if you're like, man, that issue was pretty good. Pretty good. I'll show him. See, see, what I do is I look for I look for the biggest biggest, uh, crappy person that says a really crappy comment. And instead of saying my crappy comment, I just like their crappy comment. Okay. That's all. So I what know. you're saying is you like a lot of Al Ewing's comments. Oh my! Oh. There you go. This is not going to get me back in good graces. Oh, geez. there you go. But we're done. We're done with the comedy routine. The stand-up routine is over. I am now going to go and buy some sodas with my kids. We're going to go get fountain sodas at Speedway because I am thirsty as all get up, and this room is 100 degrees. So we're going to go off. <laughs> yep, Thanks, too. everybody. I hope you enjoyed uh, this uh, podcast, and we'll be back in a couple days for the weekend edition. Bye, Brandon's mom. <laughs> <laughs> and the mouse keep running, running, and running, running, and.